You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Are we at this point in our life where like, where, like things are starting to wither and die? I'm just asking because watching Clerks 3, it's kind of like the beginning of things that I used to love and cherish withering and dying talk about clerks three eric how the hell are you doing i wouldn't say geez that's a strong opening jordan I it is say, true. i wouldn't say so much it's like a withering and dying but uh, i mean this is part of the a creative process you know a release or a branch of you know the creative tree where it's the nostalgia the look back of it the review of everything and uh to see what you've accomplished and this seems like a very meta look of a movie i feel that like tv shows do this a lot at um the later seasons they have like the look back episode sure uh and that's more so just because well the writers need a need a break you know and they still need to pump out content so it's a that's kind of what this movie is let's not pretend like it's something else it's not bringing anything new it's doing no just that with right. a, with a lot of cameos yeah look uh you know like is it is it good does it make it good i, I mean not always you know but it there's there's something there um that that's just that's just what it is oh is that probably the best way to describe it really yeah so like the kind of kind of a little bit where i'm coming from on this i am not a kevin smith fan and what I mean by that is I respect his work. I respect what he does. It's just not every single movie of his is a hit for me. Um, and I know a lot of people in my life that praise him the way that people will praise Tarantino. <laughs> um, the first time I ever seen Kevin Smith was, was freshman year of college, where I watched these slew of films I never heard about, American Psycho, Donnie Darko, and Clerks. And also uh, Boondock Saints. People love that one. And People do love that one. Yeah, I don't know why. Um, I didn't get Clerks. I didn't get it back then. Of course, I was 18 years old. I'd come from a small 3,000-person town. Seeing a black-and-white movie didn't really appeal to my taste. Um, but over the years, you know, I've seen all of his other work, and I've, and I've grown to respect it. Like, let me just uh, end my rant on this. I, I do end up liking Clerks. I, I do end up uh, liking Clerks 2 is actually my favorite out of the trilogy. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I like Dogma, Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back, the big ones. Other Mall than Rats. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mall Rats is, yeah, Mall Rats is not a thing for me. I'm, I'm not a fan of Mall Rats. I don't like Tusk. I don't like Yogur Hosers. It, you know, I just, yeah. I like, I like the big ones because those are good. Uh, what about you, Kevin Smith, in your life growing up? Anything? No. Oh, oh, yeah, but um, like the, his popularity was just more so that his his films were were different. You know, it was dialogue heavy. There was conversations with real people. Like these were real conversations that people were having. Right. Um, the same with like Mallrats. Like that was just kind of his flavor. Is that what they were talking about? Is something that you would talk about with with maybe a friend of yours, you know, just some really obscene fact, like, uh, like the 
what do superhero private parts look like? You know, it's that's that's a common thing, and right. you could see that in, in kind of um, their 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 group as well too. Same with like Goodwill Hunting. Okay, so that was like a Matt Damon Ben Affleck vehicle, right? Um, and obviously, probably uh, it was helped uh, heavily by by Kevin Smith, who like was a co uh, RX producer or whatever. You know, he he was in there um, all the little bit, but. Th- the flavor was still there where it was the dialogue heavy. It was the characters that shined. And I I think having that film black and white uh, and put whatever artistic reason you want behind it, which they do in this movie, it, one thing that it did among many things was highlight the dialogue. It, it took the conversation uh, to a new level and that's, that's just his character. Kevin Smith is a person is a storyteller. Right. Well, of course he is. Have you seen his stand-ups? Um, Have you so seen his it, anything? Yeah. Yeah. In this movie, he kind of reminds me of myself. In, in this movie, um, him as Silent Bob makes a joke about why they're doing black and white to be a security camera, blah, blah, blah. I watched a couple of interviews last night and this morning before the show, and he said that the real reason why that they filmed Clerks black and white is because he didn't realize that color film cost more money. Yeah. He didn't have it, so then he read some review and some review was like, oh, it's like a security camera footage of the store. And he was just like, oh, yeah, that was my intention. You know, so <laughs> it's stuff hey, like that. Hey, if it sounds good enough yeah. to roll with, it might as well. My last little uh, thing about Kevin Smith, and I want to get into the movie, is because you kind of said about, like, the way that he talks. He and his group of friends talk just like like what myself and my film friends talked like back in film school, which – as looking at it now, I think the reason why I'm not a Kevin Smith fan because it's very douchey. It's very douchey talk. It's very pompous talk. Oh and yeah, it, uh, and yeah. It, yeah, yeah. And it's like, like I remember just stupid little thing about how douchey we were um, in film school. There was this little cafe on campus, and somebody named it Dorcia, and we were never allowed to go there. <laughs> It's, because because we just made that rule up that we can never go to Dorcia, which was just a cafe on campus. It's it's pretentious, is, is yeah. what it is. and especially when these people hold everything else to a higher standard that right. they themselves can't even achieve. It's it's just yeah, it's fake. Yeah, it's fake. But anyway, Clerks Three, a movie that um I didn't necessarily want or needed. Uh, he's been doing that lately. He did uh, the last one that we did not review was the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. That was the actual title of the film. We didn't watch or review that one because I had no interest in it. Um, now he's doing. Now he's doing this. It's it's coming back full circle with him. Well, this one was yeah. I was questioning it too, but then after watching maybe the first twenty minutes, it it made sense to me because uh, I've been listening to some of his interviews and uh, guest spots on shows and podcasts as well and it seems that in very kevin smith fashion he is repeating the story of something that maybe happened to him of of an influence much like clerk clerks the original movie was um just an influence of his hometown being uh this movie is about his heart attack about how he survived um, he's told the story about how th- this character Randall and his heart attack was, was basically Kevin Smith I- at the time of his heart attack, mm-hmm. um, uh, to the point of, of where even the doctor was uh, played by Amy Sedaris in this movie, who, who I just love. 
Oh, um, she was fun. She was yeah, fun. She's always great as the witch. And, uh, uh, I guess he had recalled that uh, her words in the script are, is what the doctor had said to him. It's right. um, yeah, it's it's almost just you know a ripple in the material. You, you've right. you've heard it before. You've seen it in the movies. You've heard it in in stand up, and now it's here. It is watching it as a sketch, but uh, it, it doesn't uh, take away from it. actually. It kind of did for the first half of the movie. If I'm being completely honest, like the first half of the movie just kind of seemed like this eye roll type of a type of thing, and it almost seemed like the everyone involved in the movie didn't hit their groove until halfway in the movie until the end. Like they didn't find their their pace, um, and I mean that for like their characters too. Um, who is? Hold on, let me pull them up. The, the 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 dude who played the, <laughs> the the religious guy that went Satan. Oh, just, Elias. Elias. That, that like at first I found him annoying, but then the dude had me just cracking up at the end, dude. I was uh I was really looking forward to seeing him on camera more. Like I, you know what I mean? Like what a turn. I went from right. just really like taking him out of here, just like this guy's annoying as hell, to really like wanting to see more of him. I think there's two movies here. Um, I think that Kevin Smith wants to make two movies. I think that the first half is that he wants to make a heart attack movie. You know, he wants to make uh, he want to make a Jersey Girl. You know what I mean, kind of thing. Mm. Like he wants to make that kind of a movie. And then the other half is he wants to remake Clerks because the second half of the movie is all about remaking Clerks. Essentially, we'll talk about what the uh, ending means. I want to say though something that you kind of made a face about is I think that Clerks Two is the best out of the trilogy. I mean. Clerks 2 gave us a lot. I quote Clerks 2 more than Clerks 1, just so you know. And it's not an age thing. It's just I find it more quotable. Uh, when they talk about there's only one return, it's of the king, not of the Jedi. I'm sorry, of the Jedi, not the king. Uh, they talk about Elias and pillow pants. Oh, sure. No, I, yeah, I, I, I think— All that stuff is great. But that one still worked because it, it, it still kind of had that same banter and that right. kind of that same flavor just in, in the continuing adventure. This is just a callback. This is plain and simply the the callback episode. And again, I, I'll go back to that comparison before about a uh, uh, you know a, a end of the end of the run network sitcom that plays the the highlight reel, uh, you know, uh, for you know episode sixteen. Uh, season thirteen, it's <laughs> it's it's just it's a cop out. It it's just kind of like okay, and again, I I think I'm um when there are uh long music takes and there are long cameo bits and long bits in general, I think um that supports my. No, yeah, oh, this this movie's poorly edited. I mean, like when they did the audition scene, it didn't go as fast as it should in traditional, even old Kevin Smith movies. Like it just, it it was like Kevin Smith just pressed record. Remember the scene in the movie where um, where Jason Muse was supposed to dance, and he's like, "Everybody, go away. You just press record." Yeah, well, that's exactly what Kevin Smith did with filming this movie. I feel you know, but okay, so let's talk about it. Let's talk about the movie. So where we're at, right? This is modern day, and. Randall and Dante are running the uh, the quick stop with Elias, who is still religious, still awesome. I love Elias. I've always loved him. Um, and here's another question. Spoiler right off the bat. Rosario Dawson is credited in the movie. She's in it as a ghost. Why, why kill her off if you're going to have her in the movie? 
we find out towards in the movie that she may have been pregnant and she got hit by a drunk driver. Uh, yeah, well, doesn't that... Uh, the reason why is for... Um, what's his name? Dante's growth. What growth? I knew what was going to happen to Dante as soon as the what credits rolled. That... Growth, man. Like, he oh, has... Stop. He has a, uh, if we're just going to cut right to the end of it, because this is kind of a lame character throughout the entire kind of a franchise, this pushover character. And credit to the to the actor himself, Brian, uh, what's his, O'Halloran? Sure. S- excuse me if I'm mispronouncing that. But, like, that last bit, his, his opus, he acted the hell out of that. That was fantastic. Like, he actually, you know, uh, here's a guy who I was thinking, man, this guy's kind of a lame actor. He really dialed it in in this last part, man. He did a great job here. And he, his character couldn't have done that had she not have died. He had, he went into this grand thing about how he was going to make it out of this life, this this shitty life of him being a uh, a clerk in a convenience store he had it promised to him but then he had, it was taken away from him and now he feels like it's a it's a trap that he's sucked into it you know obviously he goes on to a bit more before he has his heart attack and exits uh but it's it's there it's a big thing um and i i it, i really enjoyed it i think it was a, a moment where um these characters could really show some range like these People made us laugh and have been making us laugh for years, and now they show their torture. That this isn't, you know, all that they wanted. There, there was more that they had planned, and um, this is all they got. Um, I, I enjoyed this. It was a surprising part of it, but maybe at the same part, it was because I was so goddamn bored in this movie. I was looking for anything else to hold on to, and this is the only piece of actual substance that the movie gave me. So I'm not going to disagree with your statements about Dante. Uh, I was really surprised the actor had that range. What surprised me is that when he went to the uh, cemetery and Rosario Dawson's ghost shows up and he starts to cry, I was like, wow, that guy can act. I was, I was, I was impressed by his acting. But I got to tell you what happened, okay, because I was looking for it. So I have TikTok like everybody else does. And one day I'm scrolling through TikTok, and all of a sudden I see on TikTok Dante – in a hospital bed with tubes all up in his face and Randall crying. And I went, oh, oh, I just ruined the ending. Oh. Ah. That was what I was telling you about that I saw. Yeah, that's what you were telling me about then. Okay. So I was like, oh, all right. So then I Googled it to make sure that that wasn't some, you know, BS. I mean, like, like that was legit. So I knew the ending going into this not by choice. So I clicked play because we did the early access thing on Amazon, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, I was waiting to see how his character went. So what I'm trying to say is that I agree with you that I was really impressed with his acting, and he was uh, he was a character that I was linking onto with this very very dry script. However, though, I was very upset with how they went with it because I didn't think there was any reason for Dante to die. And I think Dante dying is probably Kevin Smith's way of saying that. A piece of him has died. I don't know. I just don't understand why they did this with Dante. You know, why can't we just have another Clerks adventure like we did with Clerks 2? Why does this have to be uh, the send-off? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there could be more to that as well, too. I guess as a take-it-or-leave-it type of thing, I, I I guess I would agree with you. Really, I, I would. I can't find any reason to not, um, is that it, it could work either way. I... 
see it as maybe some closure, maybe as a good, uh, uh, you know, kind of push off to be like, okay, this is, you know, uh, how I want to end the book, you know, period, close the book, feather pen back in the inkwell, you know, it just, right. it's, it, it's an ending. And I guess if that's the way they want to do it, then that's um, the way they want to do it. But I, I am with you too, that, you know, you could kind of keep these characters almost immortal and just have them send off and you know have it be a repeat almost you know have uh the movie inconvenience that they're making actually do well at like a film festival and and you know have them do kind of like a kevin smith thing where they end up you know getting a little bit of a uh of a thumbs up of an attaboy and um you know they they find their happiness together or something Right, that's why I hoped the movie was going to go, and it didn't do that. I want to talk about Elias again. Um, I like how in the last movie he was all about Jesus and religion, and it was really funny. I love that character. If you haven't seen Clerks 2, everybody check it out. Um, but he's in this one again, and Randall goes and has his heart attack, and <laughs> Elias is freaking out in the waiting room because Elias is praying to Jesus to save Randall, but nothing's happening, so he prays to Satan. Hail Satan. And all of a sudden, Randall snaps out of it. So now he's a Satanist times a thousand. Wearing the makeup. He has, what is that? What? See, I thought that was Elias' son. Who is that? Is that a friend? Is that his gimp? Yeah, I guess it was. it's his silent Bob, right? It's his buddy. Yeah, but in the beginning Heterosexual of the movie. sexual life partner. Is that what's going on? Because like in the beginning of the movie, they show up whistling, and him and this kid come out of the car together. I'm like, oh my god, is this his son? And this makes me feel really good about myself. Can I just say that Dante and Randall in real life and in this movie are 49. Elias is 36. Yeah, I, I think he's just supposed to we be We look there. so awesome. They're supposed Compared to be like to... some man children. Yeah, really we do. You're right. <laughs> these guys look. These guys look weathered. I mean, Elias. Well, the last time you saw Elias, he was it was he was a skinny little thing with long hair, and now he's put on some pounds. I'm not making fun of the guy. I'm just saying, like, he looks in the face like he's lived a life. Like no, he looks old. It looks like all these guys have, uh, um, yeah, have taken this this heart attack movie a little bit too closely. Right. I just was shocked. Um, okay, Eric, are you a big fan? Or do you respect Clerks, the first movie? I yeah, I listen. I like Kevin Smith. I like the first Clerks movie, and I like a lot of his his uh, other movies as well too. New and old, I, I really do. Um, uh, there, I am with you saying that there are some that are better than others. Uh, of course, uh, everyone's gonna have that. Um, I'm not a fan of Cop Out, for instance, you know, or Jersey Girl. Um, but wh- whatever. Uh, okay, well, there's nice the question. I like Red State. Well, so do I. So the reason why I asked the question is they're going to bring back a lot of characters from, you know, the very first movie. A lot of side characters like the Julie's Gum guy and also the girlfriend that sucks so many uh, male appendages. Yeah. Um, how does that make you feel, though? I mean, like, I mean, like, since you like the first movie and I like the first movie, does it put a smile on your face to see some of these people back? Or is it a more of a groan for you? Or There's... At for, a little bit of yes and no, because uh, he calls it the skewiverse. The uh, view of skew is his company, and 
any movie that is related or tagged to each other is a part of the skewiverse. That's the, that's their connection. Uh, I'm not too sure which films are included. I, I think it's like you know how they they've, they've done crossovers, right? So I think like uh, Chasing Amy and Mallrats or in uh, Jersey Girl, you know, kind of they're all connected. Anyway, um, oh, that would make uh, Degrassi part of the skewiverse as well too, because Jay and Silent Bob have been on Degrassi, which. By the way, the theme played in the hospital. Which one? Degrassi? What the heck is Degrassi? It's a Canadian TV show. Uh, you, you never heard of the TV show Degrassi? No, I watch. Have you uh, heard of the... I, I'm sorry to, to go off on a, a little bit of a tangent. Uh, you've heard of Drake, right? Like the musician Drake? Yeah. Who doesn't look Drake? He started as a, an actor on the TV show Degrassi. Ah, I didn't know that. Which also had Jade Silent Bob. Huh. Which, uh, it, okay. Anyway, uh, okay. enjoy the Google I... on that, everybody. It's, it's quite the journey. Anyway, uh, I forget where, oh, so all that in, in the universe. It's nice to see familiar faces. I really do enjoy when a director who has repeatedly worked with the same actor or actor, you know, actors, uh, puts them in movies over and over again. So, like, when we get to see Justin Long, um, in the hospital and as the and, shaver yeah exactly you know it's just fun to kind of see every character and so seeing uh this character the ex-girlfriend uh come back it, it's it's fun you know it's again it's a nostalgia thing that everybody uh can kind of get on board with um i i, I liked that <laughs> you get to see other a lot of different characters too danny treo was in this so yeah, geller old. uh fred armison right um, Freddie Prince Jr. Freddie Prince Jr. General Rawlings, yeah, Ben Affleck, of course. Well, of course, Ben Affleck's in this. I, I just, it's it was one of my one of my complaints with this movie is, is just it kind of feels like the first one where it doesn't make sense, and I and I feel he's doing that on purpose now. Like, I'll give you an example. Uh, the Room, whatever that director's name is. Uh, Tommy Wiseau. Thank you. The Room, we all know, is really really bad movie, right? And people love that it's really, really bad. He did not know that he was making a bad movie. He just made it. So then when Hollywood gives him his 15 minutes of fame, he does a TV show. God, the name escapes me. And he knows that he's a bad filmmaker, so he makes a bad TV show. And it is horrible. That kind of reminds me of this. Like Kevin Smith is making a movie for a couple thousand dollars in a convenience store at night as a kid. And now... 30 some years later, he's doing the same thing, but now he's self-aware and it's, it's becoming a chore to watch this. Yeah, no, it, it definitely just seems like, um, I, and forgive me, Kevin Smith, who listens to the show, uh, every week lets us know. Uh, but it seems that like after you hit the heart attack, he was just like, all right, well, I got to do something. I, yeah. I, I gotta I gotta do anything and he's just been accepting work, you know, uh directing this, directing that, um, you know, I mean, producing this, producing that, I'm sure. Um but he's going back into into the into the handbag, you know, he's going back into the old stuff. Right. So I think we got another uh Mallrats uh something coming out too. I just want him to make moose jaws. Uh yeah, that that's gonna be um that's gonna be something. 
that's that, he never that, will. Now, this is another thing too, because I, I think this is where he if he can get more support on on this when he gets ridiculous, because like Red State was a good start, and then like Tusk was probably a good uh, a good medium too, because I, I like Justin Long in that. I think he's he's hilarious in it. Um, uh, it uh, the the story is just obviously ridiculous as hell. Right, uh, and so Moose Jaws, I'm sure, is if it's gonna be anything like like Jaws, um, but with a moose. That's what it was supposed to be. It's not happening now anymore. Uh, he called it his Canadian trilogy, and it was supposed to be Red State, Tusk, and then uh, no, I'm sorry, it was supposed to be Tusk, um, Yoga Ho- Yoga Hosers, and then it was supposed to be Moose Jaws, all with Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp was supposed to play Quint. Okay, but with the Amber Heard Johnny Depp thing and all that stuff, he just he scrapped it. Yeah, yeah. So we're never gonna see it. I want to see it. We never will. So also, I want to talk about the world that these guys are living in. So, so at the end of Clerks Two, Randall and Dante uh, buy the Quick Stop. So then they have the Quick Stop, but in between the Quick Stop and the video store, Randall turned into a little apartment for him. Dante's living with Rosa- Rosario Dawson. And then Jan Silent Bob owned the video store, but they turned it into a pot store. And that's just this is where yep. they all are hanging out. Yep. Now like what's it. really what's interesting too is that Clerks 2 uh, was in 2006, and it said on her gravestone that she died in 2006. So I want to know, which the movie never tells us, how long ago it was after the movie ended that she got hit by a drunk driver. Oh, I want to know say that too. within the year. Let's just say that his that Dante's upswing was was looking good, and it just kind of happened, uh, you know, not too maybe too long after that. Okay, fair enough. Um, I want to talk about the ending, and I know I'm jumping the gun, but I really have a question I want to ask you. There's, there's really not much that right that happens in the middle. There's just a lot of like kind of montage and fluff and dumb bits that that some work and then some don't like that's that's really all it is it's just them making a movie and then just kind of doing the the same repeat bits over and over um Mm. so randall cameo 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 sorry i i I don't mean to like you know we just fast forward to the ending here because that's that's kind of what he did right so i wanted to talk about it so i i i wanted to know what the what the theory is so they do the uh auditions and randall's like you know what Nobody's going to play us. We can play ourselves. And they're clearly going to be middle-aged here, right? So they are remaking Clerks. At the end of the movie, we get a chance to see this finished project. And it's them as young kids. So is that just Kevin Smith showing us? Or is this literally Kevin Smith saying the first Clerks movie is, is this? You know what I'm trying to say? No, no, I, I, uh, I hear you, and um, this is where I think I had the the added benefit, and I'm not even joking, of listening to that that podcast, which I don't mean to promote another podcast uh, on, on ours, but remember, I I recommended that one that he was on for you to right. listen to, because right. uh, Kevin Smith talks about um, a lot of like. Uh, um, kind of afterlife and, and deep conversation stuff like that, like what happens to you when you when you die? Because he was felt pretty close to death. He he um, was on you know the table with a heart attack, a widowmaker, you know, having somebody tell him that you're probably going to die, you know, and it's him not coming to the realization. It doesn't really hit 
and he talks about how there was a point where he had to kind of accept it. You know, he had to to hit here. Okay, forty seven. I don't think I'm coming back from this. Like, you know, you're I'm in the hospital. Like, I'm not in my clothes. I'm, you know, like I'm probably not coming out of this. And he had a moment where he had a life in review. He said, just kind of, all right, I, I think I did a lot for 47 and really just thinking about that. So I think this scene was his commentary on, on that, where Dante was going to die in that bed. And the movie that he was watching was not the movie that Randall had made. And it was his life, Dante's life review that he was watching. And then we see later, because as it transitions to him watching that movie in a theater, the theater of his mind, um, and then Becky, Rosario Dawson, comes to join him, and they have their dialogue. And right. then it's it's the send-off, right? And then he eases on to, passes through into the next part. Um, so really, I think that that's, that's what it, it was, is that... Um, he thought that maybe his life did not have a whole lot, but he watches this review and sees that his life had had value. All right, I didn't know if Kevin Smith was saying that when you when you, when you go and watch Clerks One, that's actually Randall's film. Um, so what happens though with this thing that kind of made me that, mad? Uh, that's to, I'm sorry to cut. That's to your interpretation. That's that's, my, that's so, how I interpret it. Uh, it in maybe Kevin Smith did it differently, and uh, um, you know, but that's. Right. That's how I took it, at least, just for um, my two cents. So what kind of made me mad about everything was um, they go to move, uh, movies to do the donkey show scene, and uh, Dante can't go in because of Rosario Dawson has been there since she died, and he walks, he runs away, and he gets drunk, and the next scene is he comes in drunk, and he does this a scene with Randall. And then he starts getting into the scene with Randall, and then they have a moment of just fighting and telling each other the truth. Things that friends know. You know, like, what kind of sucks about this is that I actually could feel this. And what I mean by that is that you always hurt the ones that you love because you know how to hurt them. Mm-hmm. So he was he was saying bad things, Randall was saying bad things, and all of a sudden he passes out from a heart attack. I don't like that chain of events. And that's kind of what started to irritate me. I was like, so he can't go to the restaurant. He runs away. He gets drunk, shows up, does a scene, and the next scene he dies. Like, I just, I didn't like boom, 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 how that, how that spanned out. And then, of course, you got the tear-jerking moment when, uh, when uh, Dante's dead and uh, Randall does his little spiel and says uh, he wasn't supposed to be here today. That was, that was supposed to be the moment. All right, the big moment, right? And then... Dante's ex-fiance slash Kevin Smith's wife shows up and demands her $25,000 back to make the movie. And Elias is Jesus kites. <laughs> make, make, oh bank, boy. make bank and everything is fine in the world. Like, like I'm laughing. Like, I'm like, the movie wasn't bad. It's, it's just... I don't know. It's just for some reason I had fun with Clerks and I had really, really, uh, really a good time with Clerks 2. It's just Clerks 3 just kind of just didn't feel – it just felt like an old man saying goodbye. And I don't think it was ready for that yet. Maybe Clerks 4. You know what I mean? Like it's like, dude, you're only 50. Like come on. Isn't this where we're at? Like, you know, the Phil Collins goodbye tour, the Rolling Stones final farewell tour. Like it's – 
you know, this is where we're we're at. Where we see a lot. <laughs> You like you like that statement, didn't you? That's what it. That's what it is. It, it, it's just like, hey, how can we milk this cow just a little bit more for just a little bit extra? Uh, and I I get it. Like it, it's a it's a fan service. Um, I personally feel like um, doing it to this level, I think, kind of tarnishes the brand a bit. Yeah, I um, agree with it. Yeah. I, I I I do feel like kind of the same reason why we've never. Um, uh, here's a great example: is uh, Back to the Future. Okay. Okay. Um, because here we are, decades after that, and they've not even done like you, you know like there there was what like maybe a cartoon of something, yeah. but like they've they've not even tried to mainstream or continue that shit at all. They've done. Obviously, parodies and mock-ups of of the characters many many times, um, but they they left it to, to to its own. They they completed the story and they they left it where where it is. Whereas something like this, it felt like all right. Well, I understand Clerks Two was kind of open already in itself, um, but this is just kind of um, you ever. Remember in eighth grade, maybe like in school, when like, uh, uh, and this may not be relatable to everybody, but like there was that one assignment that maybe you didn't do immediately because you had a busy, busy weekend, and on Sunday you had to come home and you had to, yeah, you, you had to do that that assignment real quick, and it kind of showed. Uh, and, uh, Monday morning you gave him Clerks Three, you know, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, when, yeah. When Randall said that he wrote the movie in a night, it's like yeah, yeah. I, I can see that that somebody probably probably wrote this movie while they were sitting in a hospital with a jello cup. Nice. Oh, Eric. No, yeah. Like it it feels like it was feel like it was an essay cramped. It it feels like um like I said before the beginning of the review, I feel like there's two different movies. I feel there's a movie that he wants to make and I feel like there's a movie that he feels that the fans want. Um but again, there's this isn't it yet. And they're only fifty, which I don't know. Us being in our mid-30s, I guess that's bad to say, but it's like, you're only 50. You've still got, what, 20, 30 more years of, like, awesomeness? Like, why why end it here? Because, I mean, because you killed off a character. You killed off a major character in your franchise since your first movie. So what are you going to do now? Like, I mean, are you just going to have Randall and, uh, and Elias? Are those two going to be able to actually do the movie together because Randall's the funny guy and Elias is the funny guy. Dante's the straight man. You need the funny guy. You need the straight guy. Yeah. And I just don't know how they're going to pull this off. Is this, is so is, is Kevin Smith ever going to do a fourth one? I don't know, but let's get into our popcorn ratings for it. Eric, what do you give clerks three? What is your popcorn rating? I, I mean, it's a small bag. I mean, it's, it's a small bag. I listen again. I like Kevin Smith. I like Kevin Smith movies. I, I and not even just from from a bias. I I find him witty. I like his banter. I like um, how a lot of his back and forths are um, more common sense rather than it being just sort of like a you know it, it, with imagination uh, rather than it being you know something kind of firm and like uh, grounded in sort of moral. But it's uh, um, fun. You know, he's he's always just kind of been been that way, and there's, there's a truthfulness to about it as well, too. Um, that being said, uh, the first, you know, few times 
it's it's fun, it's cute. Um, but after, oh my God, what are the? Do I dare to do the math? When was Clerks made again? Ninety ninety four. The first one was 94, 93, 94. So the second one was 06. Coming close to 30 years here. Um, right. It's it's a it's a bit old. Um, playing the same jokes uh, kind of right. over and over again. I I, I, I like the characters. Um, I like the cameos. That's fun. But like, uh, same with Hocus Pocus 2, which I don't know if we're going to be reviewing. I don't think we are. No, it's not on the schedule. But, you know, like, to to have the aged kind of people come on in, you know, and do the song and dance again, do, like, the same thing, you know, say say the cash lines, it's just kind of like, man. It, okay, you know what, what I'm relating it to is, like, every story that we've seen of, like, the, the old hack in Vegas who's doing the same thing over and over again, or, or like galaxy quest, like, right. uh, you know, those characters who are going to the conventions again in their, uh, you know, over the hill kind of, not even just that in their, in their senior kind of years in their twilight years. And it's saying the same lines over and over again, hacking, uh, for the paycheck. It, it that's what this feels like, you know, which is funny because Justin Long is in that movie as well, too. Right. <laughs> For the record, why you're just so you know, and then I'll, I'll, I'll let you continue. This is why I don't go to conventions because I feel so it, it feels like a zoo. Like, yeah. you know, like, yeah. like Kane Hodder is famously for playing Jason Voorhees in quite a bit of movies uh, Friday the 13th. I would like to see him, but I don't want to see that. You know, like, I don't want to go and be like, hey, do your thing, dance monkey. Yeah, so exactly. I get exactly what you're saying. Hey, yeah. here's here's 20 bucks. Do the thing that I want you to do. You know, mm. it, it yeah, it doesn't seem genuine. It it just seems um yeah like a show. Forced. And it's forced. Yeah, it just it just seems all 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 part of the show, and there's no magic, yeah, in it. Where in Clerks in Clerks Two, it seemed like still that there was, not to say there wasn't fun being had on had on the set. I'm sure there was a lot of fun uh on the set, but you know like the um it it they're doing this is for a chore. Like everyone's still showing up to work. Whereas the other ones are like a passion project. Like, we got to get out of fucking Jersey. Uh, we got to, you know, do something. This is, I'm, I'm bored. Let's do this. this. This seems fun. This seems different. Let's do this. And right. so that's what that's what those movies were about. Um, whereas this is just kind of like, all right, well, you know, they say that they want to follow up. We got to give them another, you know, boss says we got to give them another one, guys. Right. Um yeah, so I feel like I'm repeating myself, but a, a small, 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 small bag. Like it's it's good for for who wants to watch it, you know, for the faithfuls. But um, you know, I I would have been fine not <laughs> uh, watching it really. Uh, but props to Dante again. Like actually, to everyone a- a- acting in the second half of this movie, it really like it's almost like Kevin Smith told you. Hey, first part of the movie, don't do any acting and save it all for the second part of the movie. Probably. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. Dante, uh, the guy who played Dante, he he acted. I was surprised. Randall acted too. Couldn't believe it. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, for me as well, small bag. Um, so far, it's been a negative one-two punch for myself and Kevin Smith. The first one being Jane Silent Bob reboot. Now this one. Um, I was always kind of excited there for a while. Like in the mid-2000s, like after Dogma, Jane Silent Bob era, uh, to see the next Kevin Smith movie, kind of like a Quentin Tarantino movie. Um, 
but now it's getting to where it's giving me sour grapes, and I, I'm not really into it as as I used to be. I was excited to see it. Um, I was excited to see where the ending was going to go since it was ruined for me. Eric, you you're 100% right. Um, it was like the first half of the movie it was it was different, and the second half of the movie was a better movie. But my gripe is there was no reason to kill off a major character in your franchise when you still have so much more to go if you could. Now you've handcuffed yourself, right? So now it's like if you decide one day you had another heart attack and you're 60 and you want to make Clerks 4, now you're handcuffed. So what are you going to do? Um, what I would hope, I not to cut you off, I would, I would hope he, he does is expands his skewiverse a bit more. If he focuses on this Canadian horror trilogy or whatever the hell he's doing, and then adds in his clerk characters into everything else, that would be great. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Ethan, uh, 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 oh God, the, the big guy from Mallrats. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, he was in this movie too. So you yeah. know, like, and he and he mentioned the uh, the sailboat, the schooner is a sailboat uh, thing. They can, the magic guy uh, reference, right. <laughs> So like again, it's connected. Well, obviously. Yeah, it's it's that just what he needs to do. Season uh, what what I would like to see him do is do just another movie, and just have these characters pop in and pop out. That is where it's at in the franchise. And uh, I love how he made fun of Jay and Silent Bob. That, that's one compliment I'll give him my park rating. When he said, when Randall said that Jay and Silent Bob are like R2-D2 and C-3PO, they've been it since the beginning. They don't really do anything for the franchise, but they sell the most toys there on the lunch boxes. Yeah. It's true. It's true. true. It's true. But, I mean, yeah, overall, uh, it's, it's a small bag. If you are a fan of Kevin Smith, like if you're like an uber, uber fan of Kevin Smith, then, yeah, I mean, of course you're going to love this movie. Uh, but for regular movie-going audiences, it's not worth paying the $20 early access uh, on Amazon like we had to. It's it's not it's not worth it. So I will be something that I would not check out again. But next week, though, could be something because we it was on the schedule, but we pushed it around. But next week, we have a HBO Max movie we're going to be reviewing. Starts with the B. I can't wait for that one. That'll be kicking off our new season. So, Eric, thank you for uh, reviewing this movie with me. And for you who are listening, check us out at movieguyspodcast.podbee.com or any app that you get your podcast from. We are on iHeartRadio, Samsung Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you name it, we're on it. And every Thursday morning when you wake up, a new episode is released. Thank you so much, Eric, for uh, do- doing this review. And we'll be back next week for another awesome episode. Have a good night.